Welcome to Bed Crime Stories Podcast. I'm your host, T. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, bed crimers. As always, I wish you the best. To anyone new here, a warm welcome. Thank you for checking out my channel. Let me just ask that after listening to or watching this video, if you learned something or enjoyed it, please do me a favor and smash that like button. Now, let's dig in. 118 court documents in the Delphi case were unsealed this week. Many of the documents are two-page in length and not of great interest. A few, however, are fascinating and very telling. The document I'm now going to share with you is among the fascinating ones. It's entitled Emergency Motion to Modify Safekeeping Order, and it was filed by Richard Allen's defense team, including his lawyer, Brad Rossi. In the motion, Allen's attorneys are requesting that their client be moved from the Westville Correctional Facility, which is a maximum security prison, housing what the defense team describes as individuals convicted of the most serious crimes. Westville Prison is also 90 minutes away by car from Delphi, Indiana, where Allen lived and where the crime occurred. Allen's defense team asked to have Allen moved from Westville to the Cass County Jail, which is a more traditional jail setting. Allen's attorneys argue that their client is being subjected to unduly harsh prison conditions, including being within a separate segregation unit where the most dangerous offenders are held when he hasn't been convicted of any crimes yet. Note that Allen was moved to the Westville Correctional Facility for his own safekeeping. The authorities felt he would be safer there than in a jail setting. Allen needs safekeeping because of the nature of his alleged crimes, namely hurting children, and he's a high-profile defendant. Thus, he's at a great risk of falling victim himself to retaliation, and violence from other inmates. Normally, only convicted prisoners are housed in prison. Because Allen is currently presumed innocent, he should actually be in a jail. It is highly unusual to place a defendant who is awaiting trial in a prison. It sounds like while Allen's attorneys want their client to be kept safe, they feel that Westville is not a good fit for several reasons. One, because it's too far away from Allen's family and from his lawyers who have to travel for hours to meet him. Delphi is 90 minutes away. Two, because Westville houses the worst of the worst offenders in Indiana. Allen is being subjected to the same harsh conditions that they are subjected to. Also, Westville has come under fire in the recent past for its, quote, unequal and inhumane treatment of prisoners. Allen's attorneys filed this motion after watching their client decline mentally and physically after being moved to Westville. In the motion, the defense attorneys describe visiting the Westville Correctional Facility at Allen's request to inspect his cell block, his cell, and his overall living conditions. Before I fully dive into this document, let me also say that Richard Allen's defense team filed a motion at one point for a temporary restraining order against the Indiana Department of Corrections to get prison staff at the Westville facility to stop videotaping Allen's meetings with his legal team. Apparently, the prison staff were filming 
Allen's confidential attorney-client meetings. I would guess that they were videotaping the meetings, but not recording the audio, because I'm pretty sure defendants have the right to confidential meetings with their counsel. So the lawyers were granted the right to visit Allen without being videotaped. So that is no longer happening. Back to the emergency motion to modify safekeeping order. In it, Allen's lawyers were concerned about his situation in the prison and felt he was being forced to endure adverse conditions over his, at that point, five-plus-month detainment at Westville. Allen's attorneys describe arriving at Westville for a prearranged visit to check out Allen's living conditions and being denied access to his cell and cell block. Despite not being able to witness their clients' living conditions for themselves, the lawyers wrote that they have reason to believe that Mr. Allen has been required to endure the following conditions at the prison. One, he's been, quote, entombed in a cell as small as six feet in width by ten feet in length, a space no longer than that of a dog kennel, end quote. I would say that that's an exaggeration. Dog kennels come in different sizes, and most are smaller than this cell. Two, Mr. Allen is sleeping on a pad on a concrete floor. Three, Mr. Allen is afforded showers only one to two times per week. Four, Mr. Allen is required to wear the same clothes, including underwear, for days and days on end, all of which are soiled, stained, tattered, and torn, end quote. Okay, this one is no bueno. The prison guards have to interact with Mr. Allen, and no one wants to be near someone who's been wearing the same skivvies for a week or more. I'm sorry to joke, but this case is so heavy, I try to lighten the mood from time to time. Five, Mr. Allen, who is constitutionally an innocent man and maintains his factual innocence as well, has not been afforded any opportunity to visit visit his wife or other family members during the last months of incarceration, during which time he has been subjected to conditions akin to those of prisoners of war, end quote. Okay, that also seems to me to be an exaggeration. I doubt Richard Allen is being subjected to say what a prisoner of war in Vietnam had to endure. I doubt he's being waterboarded, although sometimes I think he should be. I'm kidding, kidding, kidding. Six, Mr. Allen is allowed only in electronic tablet through which he can make calls to family members, all of which is monitored by prison officials with the cost of all phone calls being handled by Rick and his family. Boo hoo who You get to watch movies and listen to music. But I guess I do agree that if you're not yet presumed guilty, then your family and you should not have to pay for those phone calls, maybe. Seven, Mr. Allen is routinely supervised by other inmates, quote, companions as referred to within the confines of the prison, who sit on watch outside of his cell door on a daily basis. Eight, Mr. Allen is afforded very little, if any, recreation time outside of his cold concrete metal quarters, end quote. I'm pretty sure every jail cell is made of concrete and metal. Nine, attorneys for Mr. Allen delivered nearly 1,000 pages of police reports to Mr. Allen on Friday, March 24th, 2023, with the intention of seeking their client's cooperation in his own defense. As of Monday, April 3rd, 2023, said information has yet to be provided to Mr. Allen. Ten, the location of Mr. Allen's detention is such that he is isolated geographically, not only from his family, 
but also from his attorneys, who are required to travel for hours to speak with him in confidence regarding his case. Said visits also require making logistical arrangements with prison officials in advance of visit. 11. It is difficult, if not impossible, for Mr. Allen's attorneys to share confidential and sensitive information with Mr. Allen due to the logistical challenges associated with Mr. Allen's segregation and isolation to the extent that Mr. Allen is being deprived of his constitutional right to assist in his defense. In contrast, the state of Indiana, through its prosecutorial and law enforcement division, sits in comfort of their own command center, planning and preparing to prosecute Mr. Allen to the fullest extent of the law. In some, Mr. Allen is being treated far less favorably than a convicted person, many of which are housed in less secure areas of the prison, are offered programming, therapy and mental health services, routine recreation, and contact visits with family and friends. To further complicate matters, Mr. Allen has suffered from depression dating back to his early years, end quote. This is interesting because you may recall that we heard that Allen had a mental breakdown after the crime in Delphi and well before his name was on anyone's radar. I would love to get more details about that. Was that some sort of mental break brought about by putting what had been a sick and violent fantasy into action? And by fearing, at least at first, when Libby's Snapchat video was made public, getting caught? Has Richard Allen suffered from mental health issues throughout his life? Inquiring minds want to know. Back to the document. Upon his incarceration, Mr. Allen was presumably evaluated and medicated by prison staff up until visits with Mr. Allen on April 4th, 2023. Counsel for Mr. Allen found him to be polite, communicative with great eye contact, generally responsive to our questions, and exhibiting a good sense of humor on occasion in spite of his false arrest and circumstances. However, Mr. Allen's deteriorating physical condition has been observed by counsel dating back to the beginning of the new year. As recently as Friday, April 24, 2023, Attorney Andrew Baldwin met with Mr. Allen with optimistic news about the direction of the case, and Mr. Allen was inquisitive about the information, was thankful about the information, and optimistic about the information. But only 10 days later, attorneys for Mr. Allen observed steep decline in Mr. Allen's demeanor, ability to communicate, ability to comprehend, and ability to assist in his defense. Simply put, this version of Richard Allen was very different version than counsel for Mr. Allen had interacted with over the past five months. Mr. Allen appeared to be suffering from various psychotic symptoms, which counsel would describe as schizophrenic and delusional. Counsel further believes that in our April 4, 2023 interaction, Mr. Allen seemed to be suffering from memory loss and was demonstrating an overall inability to communicate rationally with counsel and family members. Counsel experienced these symptoms firsthand upon visiting Mr. Allen on Monday, April 4, 2023. Mr. Allen's physical condition is deteriorating rapidly. Attached Exhibit A is a photo of Mr. Allen taken by counsel at the correctional facility on April 4, 2023. Said photo reflects the significant toll of his current incarceration on his physical person 
and by extension his mental capacity. By contrast, see attached Exhibit B, which reflects his condition a year or two prior to his incarceration. The conditions under which Mr. Allen has been forced to endure are akin to that of prisoners of war. The test for determining the constitutionality of treatment of pretrial detainees alleged to deprive them of liberty without due process of law is whether those conditions amount to punishment of the detainee. Here, Mr. Allen is being punished to the fullest extent of the law. The conditions he's currently enduring have been thrust upon him without any judicial analysis of the need for such deprivation of his liberty. Further, counsel is unaware of any fact outside of those generally alleged in the sheriff's safekeeping petition, which supports the need to detain Mr. Allen on what could casually be referred to as death row. Approximately months prior to the filing of this petition, attorney Rossi was able to secure more traditional bed space in the Cass County Jail, a newly erected modern jail facility with the most advanced security measures located directly across the street from Attorney Rossi's office and only approximately 20 miles from the Carroll County Courthouse. Said modification of Mr. Allen's incarceration would result in more humane living environment in which Mr. Allen would be afforded immediate access to his attorneys and, more importantly, would allow Mr. Allen to have regular contact visits with his family. And also, this detention circumstance would afford Mr. Allen due process of law. Under these circumstances, Mr. Allen would be treated like other inmates awaiting trial in the criminal justice system, as opposed to being punished based only on the merits of untested charging information and a probable cause affidavit. In the process of facilitating Mr. Allen's removal from Westville Correctional Facility, Attorney Rossi communicated with Nicholas McLeland, who articulated that he had no objection to modification of Mr. Allen's detention circumstances to a facility closer to Carroll County. Attorney Rossi was recently informed that the Carroll County Sheriff's Department declined Attorney Rossi's request to have Mr. Allen removed from the harsh conditions under which he is currently detained to a more traditional county jail near Mr. Allen's attorneys and family. Mr. Allen asserts that said denial is a deliberate attempt attempt to impose conditions upon him that are intended to frustrate his purpose in defending against the charged allegations and create hardship on him, which would drive any human to mental breakdown. Said approach to his pretrial detention is a direct infringement on his Sixth Amendment rights under the U.S. Constitution. From a practical standpoint, it is also worth noting that the raw volume of discovery offered up by the state of Indiana in this case is overwhelming. For example, there exists nearly 3,000 pages of law enforcement report that need to be examined in this cause. In addition, there exists thousands of hours of surveillance video and video interviews of potential suspects, witnesses, and other interested parties. The discovery suggests that law enforcement authorities have processed over 31,000 tips during the course of the investigation, all of which must be reviewed by the defense. Reasonable access to Mr. Allen is necessary as he is needed to assist with the process of 
reviewing discovery. His current detention situation does not provide this convenience. As further practical matter, both co-counsel for Mr. Allen are having to drive hours away from their respective law offices in order to talk with Mr. Allen, and the time spent on the road is much more costly for Carroll County taxpayers than housing Mr. Allen in Cass County, where everyone except the Carroll County Sheriff is on board with Mr. Allen being housed during the pendency of this case. Attorney Rossi believes an emergency exists and time is of the essence based upon the dramatic change in Mr. Allen's condition, including his change in demeanor, change in appearance, and change in his overall mental health status, and respectfully requests that this honorable court modify the safekeeping order and order Richard Allen to be transported and housed at the Cass County Jail or somewhere nearer to his family and lawyers, and to do so without hearing, or in the alternative, to conduct hearing as soon as possible before Mr. Allen is placed in further jeopardy due to his current placement, and also so that Mr. Allen may assist his lawyers in addressing Mr. Allen's mental health concerns, as well as allowing Mr. Allen to participate in the preparation of his defense and for all other just and proper relief in the premises. Respectfully certify that I have served copy of this document by the county e-filing system upon the Carroll County Prosecutor's Office and Andrew J. Baldwin, the fifth day of April, 2023, end quote. Note that despite a judge approving Allen's move from Westville Correctional Facility to another facility, Allen is still incarcerated at Westville as of the recording of this video. According to the Westville Warden, Allen is living in the prison's APOD, which is a segregated maximum security unit with additional security within the prison. The unit houses felons who have been convicted of serious crimes such as Red Rum, if you know what I mean, and Child S.A. Allen is the only pretrial inmate currently housed there. Since his arrival at the prison, Allen, according to the warden, has been living in a 12-foot by 8.5-foot cell, so that's larger than the one Allen's attorneys described. The cell is equipped with a mattress on a secured bed frame, so the warden is saying Allen has a bed and he's not sleeping on the floor on a pad. The cell has a toilet and a Bible. It also has a surveillance camera that records his activities 24 hours a day. Allen, per the warden, actually gets to shower three times a week and is allowed one hour of recreation time outside his cell five times a week. Alan gets three sets of clothing each week, so he's got some fresh underwear there every so many days, and has access to the prison commissary or store, and he has purchased socks, shoes, and shirts. Alan also has an electronic tablet on which to listen to music, watch movies, and make phone calls. Those calls are monitored by prison investigators, and per the warden, unlike other prisoners, Allen is permitted to have face-to-face -face visits with his family. When he's moved from his cell, he's placed in chains slash cuffs around his hands, his feet, and his torso, and is sometimes transported with a restraint chain, which is similar to a dog leash. Allen has been on unaliving watch since last fall, 
and it is because of this that a prison officer is placed outside of Allen's cell around the clock. It used to be another inmate, but the warden changed that once Allen's mental state declined. Allen has written five or six letters while in prison. The warden did not elaborate on the nature or topics of those letters or to whom they were addressed. The warden did acknowledge that Allen has lost considerable weight since arriving at Westville, but his vital signs have remained within a, quote, normal range and he receives almost daily checkups by the prison's medical and mental health staff. By the way, during Allen's pretrial hearing on June 15th of 2023, when asked if the Cass County Jail was still willing to accept Allen, the Cass County Sheriff Ed Schroeder bluntly told the court, quote, I don't want him. Due to the extra hassles and security concerns of housing an inmate in a high-profile red rum case, but the sheriff did admit that his modern facility is well-suited to house someone like Richard Allen, and the sheriff said he would accept Allen if ordered to do so by the judge. Judge Gull said she would offer a decision at a later time. Allen's jury selection is expected to begin on January 8th of 2024. That's all for the moment. Until the next time on Bed Crime Stories. Hey, did you learn anything here? Did you appreciate my efforts? If so, smash that like button. Also, subscribe to my channel. Tell your friends and family. Let's build this community together. We do want to get back to our breaking news we were telling you about. The court hearing for Richard Allen, the man charged in the Delphi murders, is in a break. CBS4's Russ McQuaid was inside the courtroom. Russ, what did you learn? Good morning. So far this morning, we have been listening to arguments about whether or not Richard Allen should be moved out of the control of the Department of Corrections at the Westville Correctional Facility and moved to a more hospitable county jail near here to Carroll County. However, there were a couple revelations that came out this morning. Allen's defense team told the court that, quote, our client has made statements incriminating himself, implicating himself in the crime. That is the crime in the deaths of Abby Williams and Libby German in 2017. The prosecutor, Nicholas McLeland, said, quote, he has indeed made admissions. However, those statements were made, and they will be discussed later in court, those statements were made in support and in opposition to the argument that perhaps Richard Allen's mental state is so unstable as he is incarcerated pre-trial at the Westville Correctional Facility. His attorney, his defense team says those statements cannot be counted on as being accurate. Our client has made many various statements over time. The defense team presented uh, evidence and witnesses today that testified regarding the conditions under, Richard, under which Richard Allen has been held at Westville Correctional ever since last fall, shortly after his arrest on the double murder charges. This morning in the courtroom, I was within four or five feet of the man. He was in shackled. He was in a yellow jumpsuit. He looks very gaunt. He almost has a hollow look in his eyes. And uh, this is not, uh, he has uh, lost some sincere weight and he is uh, sin sincerely more distressed than he was the first time I put eyes on him last November. We will be at the uh, courthouse here in Carroll County throughout the afternoon and we will bring you the latest at five o'clock. Live in Delphi, Russ McC